Hello, my name is Steve Farr. Uh, as you were just told, I'm the president of the Society of Catholic Scientists, uh, one of the sponsors of this uh, conference. And on behalf of the Society, I'd like to thank Franciscan University for hosting this conference and uh, uh, thank all those who are attending in person or uh, online. The Society of Catholic Scientists was founded in 2016. And in less than five years, 1,500 Catholic scientists uh, from around the world have joined it. Many of those scientists and many other people will be watching the talks of this conference online or will watch uh, by live stream or will watch the recordings of them later. The Society of Catholic Scientists, or SCS, was founded to give witness to the harmony between faith and science and also uh, to respond to the call of St. John Paul II, who wrote the following words in 1988. Quote, those members of the church who are either themselves active scientists or in some special cases, both scientists and theologians could serve as a key resource. They can also provide a much needed ministry to others struggling to integrate the worlds of, worlds of science and religion in their own intellectual and spiritual lives." Unquote. It is very important that we do integrate the worlds of science and faith in our intellectual and spiritual lives. Uh, one, a number of surveys have shown that one of the main reasons that young people give uh, for losing their religious faith is that they believe that science and religion are incompatible. Why do they believe this? Why do so many people in our society believe this? There are a number of reasons, and many of them tie into the topic of this conference. One reason is that most people have been taught that the worlds of science and religion, as St. John Paul II called them, have been at war for centuries. And they reason that if, there were, if they were at war, there must be an incompatibility. But as a matter of fact, they have not been at war. Historians of science are unanimous in saying that the so-called conflict thesis, the idea that science and religion have been two warring camps, is a false narrative that was developed by some very incompetent historians in the late 19th century. But like any myth, the conflict thesis is based on something. And one of the main things it is based on is the battle waged against evolution for, uh, for over a century by some Christians. Some Christians. As we will hear shortly, the Catholic Church has not been among those waging war against evolution. The universal magisterium of the Catholic Church, in fact, never once condemned evolution. How was evolution received by the Catholic Church? We are going to hear in a few minutes a talk on precisely that question. Another reason that many people feel that there might be an incompatibility between science and faith is simply the great contrast between the accounts given in the book of Genesis of the origin of living things and human beings in particular and the accounts given of those things by science. 
in Genesis, in its simplest and most obvious reading, man is created from scratch just a few days after the earth began and just a few thousand years ago. According to astrophysics, geology, paleoanthropology, and evolutionary biology, man arose billions of years after earth, the earth formed and, and tens of thousands and possibly hundreds of thousands of years ago. In Genesis, you have Adam and Eve in a garden with no ancestors described. In the scientific account, you have an original population of thousands of Homo sapiens who came from earlier hominin species. How can these things be squared with each other? As a physicist and cosmologist, I can't resist pointing out here that as far as chronology goes, there is an equally great contrast between how Genesis describes the origin of the sun, moon, stars, and earth, and the way modern astrophysics uh, describes them. This leads some people to imagine that the Big Bang theory must be in conflict with the Catholic faith. They're surprised when they find out that the Big Bang theory was originally proposed by a theoretical physicist who was also a Catholic priest, Georges Lemaitre. And even more surprised when they find out that the Big Bang Theory and the idea that the universe is billions of years old were warmly embraced by Pope Pius XII way back in 1951. Pope Pius XII saw in these ideas, not in the idea of the Big Bang and that the universe is billions of years old, not a threat to the faith, but a vindication of the Jewish and Christian belief that the world had a beginning in time. So it's clear that the Catholic Church does not read the book of Genesis in the same way as those fundamentalist Christians who insist that the universe is 6,000 or 10,000 years old. So how does the Catholic Church read scripture? How did the early church fathers read scripture? How did St. Thomas Aquinas? How did they, they understand the origin of the world and of mankind? We will also hear some talks about these questions. People also see conflict between science and religion at the levels of theology and philosophy. Some of this has to do with issues raised by physics or neuroscience, but a number have to do with issues raised by evolution. Does evolution imply that we are the result of chance? rather than of a divine plan? Are human beings special, exceptional, or even unique in any way among terrestrial creatures? Or do we differ from other animals only by degree? Are, are, are our sinful tendencies towards lust, violence, and so on a, a consequence of the disobedience of the first human beings? Or did we inherit those tendencies from our animal forebears? Did death come into the world through the disobedience of the first humans? And how can that be if animals and plants were dying for hundreds of millions of years before human beings appeared on the scene? We will also hear talks on these and other questions. As we will see, some of these questions are based on simple confusions, while others are actually deep. These talks will be given by a formidable group of speakers 
whom the Society of Catholic Scientists is very proud to bring to you. All of them are distinguished scholars in their fields. Five of them are Catholic, and one, Professor Simon Conway Morris, is a devout non-Catholic Christian. Professor Conway Morris is Professor Emeritus at the University of Cambridge and one of the leading evolutionary biologists in the world. For reasons of geography and the current circumstances, he will be speaking to us tomorrow from the United Kingdom. Uh, and the Society of Catholic Scientists uh, and I am happy to uh, say that he will also be speaking on another topic at the uh, SCS annual conference in early June in Washington, D.C. I'm looking forward to these talks as an intellectual feast and also as an opportunity to reflect more deeply upon the truths of our faith, and I hope you are too. So now let me introduce the first of our speakers. Um, and we're honored to have, as our first speaker, Professor Kenneth Kemp. Uh, Kenneth W. Kemp is Professor Emeritus of Philosophy at the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. He received an MA in the History and Philosophy of Science and a PhD in Philosophy from the University of Notre Dame. Much of his recent research has been centered on the relation of science and religion. His book, The War That Never Was, Evolution and Christian Theology, was published by Cascade um, last year, I guess, last year. It is a terrific book, uh, which I was happy and honored to be able to review for the journal First Things. He is currently writing a history of Catholic evolutionism. Uh, Professor Kemp is a scholar associate of the Society of Catholic Scientists. Um, his talk is entitled, The Catholic Reception of Evolutionary Biology, an Overview. Music 